0: All right, everyone. We are the Brew Roots Podcast. We are live in Merrimack, New Hampshire.
1: I mean, live's a strong,
2: strong...
0: Well, we're live right now in this current moment, but this will be pre-recorded, and you guys will hear all the wonderful work that sound guy Ryan does. And it's going to sound amazing for your ear holes.
1: It'll sound like you were live?
0: Yeah, you'll actually feel like you were here. We're doing an immersive technology thing that Ryan got. It's crazy. Yeah. Thank you for getting it for us. Great job, Ryan. You're welcome. Yeah, it's called... um, it's called Sangai Ryan Immersive Technology, <laughs> trademark. R I T. Yeah, yeah. Patent pending, but great. I, yeah. like so I don't like it. So, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> so, where are we today? Yeah.
1: We are at Abel Ebenezer. You, you said that? Is that that's how I true. Say no, you got okay, it. You got okay, it right. Right? Cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I feel it. like I'm trying to give my email to a customer service rep, and they're like Abel Ebenezer. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, all right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sure. A- Abel Ebenezer. You got Close it. Enough.
0: Yes. What? Can you? I've always wondered what's the background of that. Just let's let's get into it. Because a lot of people are going to see Abel Ebenezer and be like, is that a
2: dude? Of the name? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually named after Ebenezer Mudgett, and we didn't want to call it Ebenezer Mudgett Brewery. So we did the Abel. So the Abel is an adjective exp- explaining what kind of guy he was. Uh, but the story is in the 1700s, England passed the Pine Tree Law, which said that they had rights to all the pine trees in New England mm-hmm. so they could build their navy. And they had cut down all the the trees on, you know, the island of England. Yep. And uh, so they enforced this law. And actually in our logo, there's a little, uh, an arrow at the base of the tree. And so that was called the king's broad arrow mark. And so they'd have surveyors go around and they would hatchet a broad arrow into the trees. And if it had this mark, you weren't allowed to cut it down and use it, even if it was on your private property. Mm -hmm. And so basically this pissed off the colonists. It was the most important resource of the day. People would build their house, yada, yada, yada. And um, so Ebenezer Mudgett was caught with hundreds of these pine trees that he wasn't supposed to have by the local authorities. And when the sheriff came in to enforce the law, he got a bunch of guys together and they beat the shit out of the sheriff and his deputies. They were eventually caught by the British military and they went on trial in New Hampshire. And uh, the court system basically let him go free with a slap on the wrist. So it was the first acts. Act of civil disobedience by both local citizens and the local court system that was set up by the British.
0: So the court system was like, "Fuck this rule, it's stupid."
2: Yeah, everyone thought it was stupid, right?
0: Ah, I love that. That's great. That's rad.
2: Yeah, and so two years later was the uh, the Boston Tea Party, which everyone hears about, but it was really the Pine Tree Riot that kicked off the American Revolution. I a believe few it. Years earlier. Yeah, but the shots heard around the world sounds so much better. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys noticed when you walked in, but there's a uh, picture of the Battle of Bunker Hill uh, okay. at the, at the uh, entry of the brewery. And uh, if you look in the top left-hand corner, it, there is a picture of the pine tree flag. So the flag of New England yes. ha- is red with a pine tree. Yeah. Uh, what else? The Bunker Hill flag is a uh, a blue flag with a pine tree. Washington's first Navy flag is the appeal to heaven, the white one with the pine tree. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> pine trees are the uh, most Christ. widely used symbol of a rebellion during the American Revolution. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. And it started in the backwoods of New Hampshire. I love that. Yeah. But all the scholars lived in Boston, so that's why you hear about tea.
0: Yeah. That, that makes sense. Oh, man.
2: Yeah. So... You know, my public school education has failed me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, yeah. You, know. <laughs> yeah. well uh, you guys know the motto of New Hampshire. It's live, live free, free or, or die. die. Yeah. And uh, not being from New Hampshire, uh, me or my business partner, Carl, we we didn't want to make a pun off of that like a lot of people do. We wanted a story which represents what that actually means. And yeah. Yeah. So being a person of ability like Ebenezer Mudgett.
1: Yeah. I like it.
2: It's, it's- Tell me how you got here
0: from California. You're originally from California. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so originally from California. I, oh, also, uh,
0: why don't you introduce yourself and your role? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Give let's me start. another story. Yeah, yeah, let's set up the scene. Give let's set a up the scene. story time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, so my name's Mike Frizzell. I uh, originated from California. I, I know my business partner, Carl, from the Army. So I went to school, I went to college in California, uh, joined the Army afterwards. So I went in as an officer, and I did that for four years didn't really like it. So I moved back to Southern California to go to grad school paid for by the military, which is great. Woo. And, um, uh, during grad school, I, uh, basically, well, I should say San Diego, this is 2011. Yeah.
0: Pretty good beer scene.
2: Beer scene, huge beer yeah. scene. You mm-hmm. know, there's already probably 150 breweries in San Diego. Right. And, uh, you know, I felt like I was kind of lost. And so I really got wrapped up into the beer community. It was just, you know, this new thing, I was, you know, moving back, didn't really know anyone, and uh, gotten into home brewing, doing all that stuff. And I got so into it that during graduate school, I geared like the business plan development and the marketing feasibility studies that you have to do uh, to writing a business plan, all about making this fictitious brewery. And so by the time I was done with grad school, I had the business plan done, but I just didn't have anyone to do it with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when you start a business, you know, you, you ask for people's time or money and they're like, Oh, sure. I just got a new job. Yeah. You know, oh, I got a kid on the way and I just couldn't find anyone to do it with. So I actually gave up on it. And, uh, San Diego is a really big biotech hub. And so I actually called my buddy from the army and to see if he can get me a foot in the door for an interview for a biotech company that he worked at. And, uh, he was like, biotech's great, money's awesome." I'm thinking about starting a craft brewery.
0: You're like, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was the
2: most serendipitous oh, really? phone call of my yeah. life. That
0: yeah. word has come up again.
2: Serendipitous. It's a thing oh, today. It is. Yeah. 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 So that was it. And, um, he actually came out to San Diego for a biotech conference. That
0: was he f- living in New Hampshire at the time. Yeah. He was yeah. living in New Hampshire. Okay.
2: Comes out for a biotech conference. We talk about it. We're like, you're serious. I'm serious. And he calls me a week later and he's like, you want to do it? I was like, <laughs> all right. And then I moved to New Hampshire, uh, I don't know. A month later,
0: nice. <laughs> so yeah. what did everyone in That's your life kind of tell you? Like, you crazy?
2: crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, people didn't even know where New Hampshire was. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like you'd you'd have to just say Boston. Yeah, yes. you know. Or, just so appear, true. Yeah. yeah, or they'd yeah. be like, "Is it the one that looks like a V, or is it the other one?" I was like, eh, it's right. the other one." And
0: right. like, Ah, I don't know. So, <laughs> so everyone just thought you were crazy.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, cool. It's it's a really hard thing to explain to people. For sure. Yeah, yeah when you live in... Not in the industry and yeah. not from around here even. And it's like, San Diego, you know. And yeah. even when I moved here, people were like, why would you move here from San Diego? Right. I'm like, why do you live here? I don't know. <laughs> it's great, I thought. Yeah. You know, all the pine trees. I thought, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many pine trees. I thought it was great.
0: So coming into opening a brewery, I mean, did your business partner have an idea of, like, I want to name it something New Hampshire-based or... Yeah, so
2: actually when Carl... uh. uh pitched the idea or we were talking about the brewery. He's like, I, I, I have the name and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ebenezer and pine trees. I'm like, so Ebenezer Scrooge and Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I asked her to do the, well, I was
0: like fucking with Erica before. And it's
2: like, you should ask him. It's about Ebenezer yeah, Scrooge. That was like where my mind went. And, uh, I do, uh, like graphic design and stuff. And, um, yeah, I was just like, how do we make the visual so no one ever thinks about Christmas? Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, luckily no one's ever thought about Christmas, so. Oh.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a great. cool name. Great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been it's been awesome. Actually, uh, after you talked to me about it, I was watching uh, Modern Marvels on TV like mm-hmm. that week after. Yeah, classic. And it was Modern Marvels on wood of all things, <laughs> and they talked about the pine tree, Riot. And I was like, this is a sign. So, yeah. let's talk about serendipity, serendipity, serendipity again. Yeah. Nice. So,
0: Fast forward, what year was it that this brewery
2: opened up? Opened up. Officially. So I moved out here in 2013. We got the brewery open in 2014, June 14th.
0: And do you know what number of brewery you were in New Hampshire?
2: Uh, I think 20. Shit. Yeah, uh, so awesome. pretty
0: early. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked with a couple. We've talked with newer ones, older ones, original ones. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, you've seen the, the industry kind of grow. There's 100 plus breweries in New Hampshire now.
2: Yeah, well... You know, we're talking about one of the reasons why we moved out here was because it was less saturated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's probably more saturated than San Diego is now because, like, I mean, the population of San Diego is more than New Hampshire and there's probably the same amount of breweries. I mean, there's a hundred yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I, I lost count at a hundred. So.
0: <laughs>
2: People that I talk to who drink your beer,
0: I feel like they're very loyal to your brand.
2: We, we have an extremely loyal customer base yeah why is that? I mean
0: that's a stupid question why is that uh
2: that's a really good question, and I'm not really sure uh you know I think its thankful for it yeah yeah, I think it stems from the you know the just the culture that Carl and I created, and then you track the right people and then um i i I don't know, yeah, you know, I really don't know.
0: We're here it's, on a Wednesday night most breweries aren't open on Wednesday night. It's what? 529. It was pretty <laughs> You're busy. You're open and it was busy. It was there. busy. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. This feels super slow. And I was like, oh, they're going to come in and think like we suck. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> Not I like, at all. given it did rain today and it's like 30 degrees. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. some of the breweries great. aren't even open in Massachusetts yeah. on this day. No, yeah. I mean, we're open every day and we try to just be that, um, you know, place you can go to. It's very, a uh, cheers atmosphere. Uh, you know, the way it's set up, I remember in San Diego, I used to, I used to always go to coffee shops, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, to do homework or, you know, all that kind of, and, uh, you know, I just didn't want to like go home. I, I really like embrace the community. And so I think that was the thing that I'm drawn to with beer and, you know, coffee is just, you know, those, uh, community spaces. So, sure. you know, maybe, maybe that's, uh, you know, why we do have the loyal following is, you know, it. The, uh, the space matters to us and the community matters to us and just, you know, saying hi to someone and remembering their name and, right. yeah. you know, things about them. That's, uh, you know, that's what people are looking for.
0: Yeah. All right. So we need to keep our lights on at the Brewroots podcast. So Ryan, why don't you take it away and we will be right back.
1: At our local homebrew shop, beer and wine hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUITS for 10% off your online order today.
0: Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. So coming from a San Diego beer scene and go, being in the army and kind of going all around the country and seeing other beer scenes, right?
2: Uh, actually, I wasn't in the beer in the army. Okay. Yeah, not at all. Uh, it was actually when I got out of the army, uh, My so I moved to L.A., back to L.A., LA. Yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did, did, I, did I hold the A too <laughs> no, you long? I didn't. I just the yeah, A. People say you're joke. not a slow talker, but you're uh, a long talker. Yeah. 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 But, you know, some people say, right, right. And I'm like, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in LA and uh, I had applied to San Diego State for graduate school, hadn't gotten in yet. But uh, a friend of mine had moved to San Diego and we split the difference and he took me to Stone Brewery in Escondido. Yep. Which cool. is. Northern San Diego County, uh, for those that know. And I just fell in love with Stone Brewery, like the, the like the original brewery, it's gorgeous. It's in an industrial park, but there's, you know, walking beer gardens and, you know, beautiful fire pits and, you know, slanted glass and the yeah. whole thing, like, you know, somewhere you'd get married and I was just infatuated, you know? And, uh, so then that's when I really started getting in the beer and, uh, you know, traveling around the brewery scene in San Diego and,
0: Yeah. Um, So did you borrow from any of that San Diego scene to be like, I want to bring that to New Hampshire? (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah. So actually my first beer that I made, uh, my homebrew was a, um, a Carl Strauss red trolley inspired red ale. Okay. Yeah. So I was really in the red ales and, uh, Carl Strauss is, uh, it's like a series of brew pubs around San Diego, like restaurants. And, uh, I just loved it. And, um, I remember I uh, the the homebrew store that I would go to was Ballast Point. Yeah. So it was like yeah. their homebrew store there, and uh, which is you know you talk about serendipity and all that. It's weird. I think Doug, that's the brewer at Six O Three. I think yeah. he worked there. Oh, like when I was like <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. He's like, guys, yeah, I used to <laughs> work that taproom, and I was like, you probably sold yeah, me. Yeah, you probably and, like, crossed <laughs> <path>. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's weird. But yeah, it was just like homebrewing, and I was basically just trying to take Red Trolley and make it. Uh, the way that I wanted it, like I loved the beer, but there was like a couple things. I was like, I wish it just you know kind of had this flavor too. And so I was like, oh, you could just make it. I was yeah, like, yeah, let's do that. Nice. So, uh, so I took that. So we have an auburn red ale. It's actually on tap right now. But uh, when we first opened, it was going to be the flagship beer. And it just turns out like red ales are the unsexiest <laughs> style. Like no one yes. cares. Even in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like every time people are like, oh, that's my favorite one. I'm like, no that's great. Gone. No one buys it. <laughs> yeah. so. But it's actually sort of making a comeback.
1: I was like, uh, red IPAs are kind of a thing right now. Like, yeah. We've actually had to make small, it again
2: this year. Yeah. Like normally we just do it one time and uh, we've had to bring it back. So
1: Crazy. Yeah, it's
2: good. So what what, Oh
1: yeah. I was say. Like, so do you have any flagships then that you still carry or
2: yeah, so we do. So actually the one that took off, it's called Burn the Ships. And it's our sure cherrywood smoked IPA. Oh yeah. And uh, when I first moved to New Hampshire, I moved into Carl's one bedroom cabin in the woods. <laughs> Sketchy. Yeah, and he had built a, a brewing system. Yeah, I was like, what was I thinking?
1: Yeah, right. Makes total sense.
0: Your loved
2: ones and friends must have really yeah. been my friends were supportive. So, my friends were idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this makes sense, guys. Uh, so, uh, so I moved to New Hampshire. I'm in Carl's cabin, and I'm like, let's just start brewing. Like, you know, what else are we going to do? We're exactly. in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, oh, like, I got a like, couple malts, and I have a cherry wood smoke malt. I don't know what to do with it. And he came up with the idea. He's like, no one has a Cherrywood smoked IPA. And I was like,
0: all right. <laughs> You're right. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I found out for a reason. I was uh, like... <laughs> yeah, so about nine tries later, every time reducing the amount of smoke malt in half, uh, we finally got a usable beer that just tasted great. <laughs> and uh, so we put it on tap, and we just thought it was going to be this weird niche thing. Wow. A couple yeah. people might like it, and it just took off. uh you know, we're the largest self-distributing brewery in New Hampshire and restaurants would just come in like owners and managers and chefs and they'd be like, no, we want this one. How come you guys don't sell us this one? <laughs> oh, and then God. so, yeah. So, Well, the funniest part about that story was like, I don't know, four years ago, uh, I had contracted, uh, for Goulding hops cause that's what's in our red ale. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be our flagship. We need to get it. And, uh, when we first opened hops, all hop varieties were hard to get. Like you couldn't even get like centennial, <laughs> you know, they were like, Oh, you better contract for like three oh, years geez. in advance. Wow. And so like, we had all these weird contracts and they're like, Hey, you have like, you know, 500 pounds of like Goulding, like you need to take <laughs> possession of oh, like yeah. this year. And I'm like, Oh no, that is a huge problem. And, uh, luckily they're able to roll it over in something else, but yeah, just, <laughs> uh, you know, in the beginning you think something's going to hit and then you just get surprised. And yeah. so it's not like we, um, knew that our flagship beer was going to be our flagship. It it right. just be- became out of demand. So yeah, and it's got a cool name. I'm mean, Burn the First ships. is ship. cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's crazy. That's, a smoked IPA.
2: Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for Carl and I, it was kind of our mantra because I move, you know, across the country and he had quit his nice job in biotech and yep. we are just like, you know, we're burning the ships, you know, you land at the mm-hmm. beach, you know, no way home, no plan right. B. Right. It's got to work. And uh, I'm pretty sure we named it Wild Drinking Burn the Ships while wa- watching Hunt for Red October. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, and we're like, this is it. This is a sign. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, it's. And I think with a flagship beer, you got to get something that's unique, tastes good, and it's got a cool story behind it. So
1: I agree
0: with that. Just hit. When you were originally opening the brewery, um, are you on the same system that you had when you
2: opened? (laughs) Uh, No, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) No. So when we first opened, Carl had basically welded together uh, an old mixing pot. Nice. Also 10 barrels, by the way. Yeah. Our mash tun was a dairy milk tank that, uh, I don't know. Like every day, like we mash out, I just think about like having to bail out, you know, 500 and the 700 pounds of grain using a bucket. <laughs> and, you know, it's no air conditioning. You're just like sweating your ass yes. off. Like we used to bring a change of clothes. Oh, yeah. You know, in the summertime. Uh, it's just, you know, thinking back, and you're like, so stupid. Why? Um, so, anyway, after four years, we could finally afford a new brewing system. Yay. And so we did that. So. We we kept it at the ten barrels, but it's just so much better. Yeah. All the things you don't know. So it's
1: slightly more automated.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent more automated. Yeah. You know, we could actually hire a brewer and be like, you know, open valve ten as opposed to kind of stir the grain this way. Like, yeah. You're not doing it right. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, Tap three times yeah. and the water will come. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Right. No, you got to disperse it all over the milk <laughs> ton. Or at the, the milk ton, yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, so brewing back then was definitely an art, and um, I like it when it's more of a controlled process, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I know people are like, you know, it must be so much fun, it's not a push button. I was like, yeah, but it needs to be consistent. But and- once you actually do it, it's like... This is exhausting. You have to do it every day. every day, like oh my god. Yeah, you do lose a lot of weight though. So (laughs) you have a gym membership,
1: right? That's for sure.
2: Um, So, what are some of the other beers that you guys have
0: um, that are you uh, also known for? Known for?
2: Yeah. So, uh, starting off, I think the uh, inspiration from San Diego was, uh, especially in 2014, all the beers used to be clear. Uh, IPAs were like West Coast style. Uh I'd with the water sure. out here, yeah, you get a little bit more like chloride in there, so it's gonna round them out, which was kind of cool. So I guess the east coast, west coast thing yeah, going on. Yeah. Um but uh so our second big beer was called Victory Nor Defeat, uh, you know, named after the theater Roosevelt quote. Yep. And uh so that was an eight percent uh double IPA, which was, you know, the craze two thousand fifteen. Yep. And then um and then after that. Yeah, I guess we started getting in the hazy beers, and you know, eventually. So.
1: so, what do you have on tap today?
2: So on tap today, so we have Burn the Ships, the Red Ale, actually, yep. uh, the lager that Ryan's drinking. Lady of the Lake. I think he likes it. Yeah, Lady of the Lake. <laughs> He's giving it's a like, up. Yeah, it's right. Uh... Is that good? <laughs> it's like we're winding it's down. It's decent. <laughs> it's
1: very good. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. It's different. Yeah, it's good. Would you yeah.
2: say it's New England esque?
1: Um, it's like if New England met a Kolsch. Oh, okay, nice, sure. It's yeah. <laughs>
2: like, sure. I hate yeah. that cool. description. Cool. No, no. Yeah, right, <laughs> <Kulsh>. yeah. <laughs> I hate Kolsch. No, I'm just kidding. uh, no, so we so we we make it on the hot side like we do our New England IPA, so we'll drop the kettle temperature we'll add more whirlpool hops to it. And so you're getting the flavor from the hops and then, um, you know, it's 4.2%. So yeah, the idea was really just trying to get as much flavor as you can without sacrificing, um, you know, for bitterness, you know, that you get from the hops, obviously if you're boiling it or, uh, you know, when you go to lower ABV, you're not getting a lot of backbone from the malt. So yeah, yeah. We're trying to find the sweet spot. Yeah. So we actually made it, several different times with different hops. And when you're doing like a one hop in something so light, uh, everything comes through and, you know, sometimes you get a good flavor, but the smell's not right. Sometimes, right. you know, the smell, cause obviously that much Whirlpool hops, it is going to have a smell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I remember I just stumbled across, uh, Triumph hops. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what goes in this one. And Triumph is pretty cool. It is a cool hop. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Uh, you know, first starting out, I don't think there was that selection of hops that we oh, have I, nowadays. No. So yeah, now there's like unnamed species that are
0: being tested and
2: yeah, we actually, another brew that we have on tap is a uh, veterans blend and, uh, one of the hops, you know, everyone's like, Oh, what are the hops in this? I'm like, it's HBC something, right, something, yeah. something. Right, yeah. And then, you know, I can name the other ones, but yeah, yeah you're yeah. like, it'll have a
0: stupid name in five years. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Synergy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Would you I hate the word hype. Would you say some of your beers are hype beers?
2: No. All right. Yeah. I don't, I feel like we're not like a hype hype beer place. We're not like a hype. I don't know. I don't like,
0: I don't feel like you you chase trends.
2: Uh, no, we don't. Yeah. 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 No, we're actually late to the hazy thing. Uh, (laughs) you know, it's just a matter of finding things that you like and then trying to replicate in your own way, which is, you know, something that serves you well. But, uh, Looking back as a business, we were probably too late on the hazy thing because then people start going to different breweries. And then by the time you make it, they're like, oh, like I have my other brewery that I go to, you for know, for that. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. I come here if I want your, you know, smoked IPA. But maybe yeah. that's a good thing. You're not known for your... I'm not too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we sell everything we make, so it's, uh, <laughs> It seems
1: like you're doing all right. A, yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: So... You know, and I I stay off all the uh, online forums and stuff like that. Smart. So I, yeah, yeah. I try not to get too caught up and no, all that. that. <laughs> yeah, no fun. Not recommended. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably like why we have such a good customer base. Because I'd rather just work the tap room once a week and just say hi to everyone. And, yeah, you know, see how they're doing and get the real time feedback. And yeah, yeah. that's. Definitely. That's huge. It's a good way to do it. You know, you can just ask people in real life. What? Yeah.
1: You can do that? Yeah. That's crazy. We do you don't, don't need about thumb? this. I can change it. Hey, guys. Yeah.
2: If you don't like it, I can totally go back there and yeah. change it right now. Yeah, right, right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like this
2: beer? I'll fix it for you
0: right yeah. now. Here yeah. you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, I changed it the way you said it. How do you like it?
0: Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. It's so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Cool. So and people like that, you know, I feel heard.
0: So I want to get into um, New Hampshire laws.
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: But uh, we're going to go to a message from our friends and sponsors and best friends.
2: This is sponsored by the TTB of New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) We're pretty critical of those rules. So (laughs) take it away.
0: Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a
1: reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information, and make sure you let them know that Baruch sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers.
0: Rules in New Hampshire.
2: Yeah, I thought there were no rules. Live for your die. Right? <laughs> yeah, easier. Yeah, uh, <laughs> There's so many.
0: Um What lo- what license do you guys have here? You're not a oh, beverage manufacturer. No, you? we're
2: not. Otherwise, we'd probably do like craft cocktails. I feel like those are cooler than seltzers, mm. but yeah. uh, or ciders. You know, one of the drawbacks yeah. of that is you know you get people that don't drink beer, gluten intolerant. Yeah, gluten intolerant. Um, you know, obviously. You want to cater to those people, but, like, if you can't do it, you can't do it. So, um, but, yeah, there we are Nano Brewery Plus. Okay. So, we started off as a Nano Brewery. And so, when we first opened, we could only do tasters, which is ridiculous, yep. you know, because people would be like, can I just get a flight of the same beer? All right. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> uh, not legally, but sure. And then, uh, so, we ended up going Nano Brewery Plus, which is technically a restaurant, but you're not a brew pub. And so... Okay. You have to have food available, but there's no requirement of how much food you have to sell. Okay. So. Or what you sell. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of gray areas, yeah. and you know, like, what is your food? I'm an avid reader, and I interpret it uh, yes. just like they do. So yeah. uh, we have some frozen pizza available if you want it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it. That's Great. it. I love it. <laughs> it. Yeah. So.
1: And do you have a two pint limit as well?
2: No, that's only beverage manufacturer. Okay. So as long as you have so food you available, don't. you can do whatever you want. Nice. Yeah, and as long plus. as you make it here, yeah, then you're good. You can't bring anyone else in, and then like I said, you can't do cider, which is considered a wine. Right. Such sort of, a weird yeah. gray area too. With yeah, that. yeah. It makes no sense. But uh, you know, I've I've learned that laws are not uh, for understanding; they're <laughs> for interpretation. <laughs> they're there yes. for interpretation, yeah. and the people yeah. that enforce them are not there to, to enforce them. Uh, <laughs> well, they enforce them uh, <laughs> to their interpretation, right? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, actually, when we first opened, I, you know, it was like industrial park, open the garage door like we have, a yeah. uh, food truck shows up, everyone's happy. That's like the San Diego way, right? Right. And uh, so we did that for a little bit, had food trucks show up, and then someone complained that we had a food truck. I don't know. What? I did that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Erica, why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's right. up. Just uh, stitches <laughs> get stitches. Yeah. New yeah, Hampshire, um, right. <laughs> yeah, look free. Uh <laughs> So anyway, so, uh, they came in, they, uh, interpreted the law that it doesn't say that you can have a third party vendor for food. Mm-hmm. Therefore you cannot have a third party vendor for food. And they were like, if you, if you want a food truck, get it written into the law. So Carl and I literally went to the state house every time they had some sort of hearing for a couple of years and then, uh, got it written into law, which is cool. Cause you can That's change cool. it. Great know. job. Thanks. And uh, so they show up. And then the other problem is, like, no one's into food trucks. You know, I, I think so. Yeah, it, we're I haven't we're talking seen a like, lot
0: of food trucks in New Hampshire.
2: Well, it's like 2017, I yeah. want to say, when it happened. And they had their first annual food truck convention. or Ooh. I was like, wow, just food one. Truck yeah, yeah I was like, uh, yeah, in California, this is like what what you do. It's like, you're going to open a brick and mortar restaurant, you idiot. So get a food truck. That's what everyone's doing. Like, you know, John Favreau's movie, you know, chef came out, you know, it's like, I was like, I thought everyone knows what's going on. So, you know, I, I realized the trends here are are a little bit behind, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I actually like panicked and I'm like booking every food truck and they're like, yeah, sure. And, uh, thinking that other places would book them up and like no one was touching them. So yeah, we got a lot of food trucks coming in. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little dicey in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's tough. I guess it's cold out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm not out there battling. Right. Yeah. You, know, they, they're like, <laughs> you don't have to keep <laughs> a propane stove going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And they're like, ah, yeah, actually, the brakes uh, went out and I can't, can't make it. And you're like, ah, right. Sounds cool. Good. Yeah, cool. I get it. It's cold. We got frozen pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, what frustrates you in New Hampshire?
2: Probably those types of things um yeah it's yeah it would be nice to be able to just kind of make whatever you want you know especially if you know something is fermented uh yeah it I don't know. Like the cider thing kind of really drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause it's like a gluten-free option it's basically a beer, you know, obviously it's using apples, but, uh, written into law. Yeah. Like we have a sure. pumpkin beer and we have a farm and we, we do like fresh pumpkin in the beer It comes out in October and they're just like, Hey, we got like an apple orchard and we got like all the cider you guys I'd want. I'd love to. And I was like, yeah, that would be great, yeah. but I can't. So <laughs> now it, it it's it would be
0: a ton of money to just add that to your license, wouldn't it? Or you'd become a beverage manufacturer.
2: It's not a ton, but then you, then I think the tasting room has to become like a separate entity, sort of, and then mm. um, yeah. and then the two-pipe limit, and then how does that get enforced? Right. And then it's a whole separate space, and yeah, and it's open yeah. to interpretation you know, things aren't always Exactly. <laughs> anything open to the interpretation. Yeah. So there's something about, uh, just being comfortable with what you have versus do you want to go down that road yeah. and see, you know, what the new problems are. Cause yeah, uh, it's kind of like when your favorite restaurant expands, it's like,
0: it's never the same. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. If there's anything I learned about, uh, the laws is anytime you think you're getting a better deal, there's going to be some sort of fine print that you <laughs> messed up and yeah, you're going to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Are you guys still a hundred percent self distra? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, we have two full-time drivers, we have two trucks and, uh, yeah. All over the state. Uh, we do about an hour and a half from the brewery. Yeah. After that, it it gets pretty tough, but, um, it was actually very useful during the pandemic. Uh, when everything closed down, St. Patrick's day, uh, we essentially just took our software instead of putting in restaurants, uh, well, I should say New Hampshire put in a emergency law that said you could, um. Home delivery beer,
1: yeah. And yeah. so, since right. we already
2: had the drivers, the trucks, the the software to track everything, uh, we basically just started putting in home addresses. And we had our two busiest revenue months, uh, April and May, after yeah. everything closed. So it's
0: interesting. We were talking Crazy. about this previously. How COVID, while it sucked for a lot of people, it did help businesses somewhat, right? Like you were you were forced to to uh, adapt and, and maybe do things that you weren't.
2: Yeah, you right. Know. Like our, our bartender became like a dispatcher, basically, of taking orders <laughs> yeah. or, uh, you know, setting out routes, you know, like the most efficient way to yeah. deliver, you know, the next, you know, 10 cases, to the next 10 houses. And, uh, yeah, so everyone adapted a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, we got through. We didn't have to lay anyone off. No one had That's to awesome. take an unemployment. So yeah. Yeah, it worked. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So... They say beer is recession-proof. It's also pandemic-proof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you see next for uh, Abel and Venezer?
2: For us, uh, so we actually, uh, because of the pandemic, we're able to get our outside patio area extended nice. and just kind of like— shooed through the system yeah. which is nice <laughs> you know because before we didn't have that yeah and so that's been nice and so we've been throwing like more uh parties and stuff in the summertime and um like this oktoberfest like we had like an oompa band come out oh, and cool. like an axe throwing trailer Ooh, and, fun you know like food vendors <laughs> and stuff and you know having a standalone building it's nice you can kind of do stuff like yeah. that so yeah you know i think just doing more of those events the you know really bringing together the community cuz i think that's what people are always looking for it's like just give me a reason to go out right yeah, right i'll come. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i just need something to do <laughs> yeah and uh actually from the pandemic uh doing more collaborations with more breweries do you like collabs? we do like doing collabs. i i feel like uh i'm a definitely a hands-on learner especially coming from the homebrew side yeah, of it yeah yep. yeah and uh yeah every time you collab with someone like we always pick up an idea and we change something for the better. And yeah. plus it's just fun. Like, Oh yeah. Go yeah. hang out They're with another brewery. Yeah. 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 It's like,
1: you don't really do anything.
2: Yeah. That's it's why you get hang into out. it. Like your brewery fans right. first, you know, like <laughs> this is cool. Like, yeah. Do you have a dream collab? A dream collab? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like, Shilling, I like Shilling. Yeah, we like Schilling. Oh, cool. We And go up there, you know, give they me some Alexander. Good, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my, I love that. Actually, um, maybe just because it's like mysterious, you know, it's like the Wonka, you know, whatever, uh, like uh, the Alchemist. Oh, I remember right. going uh, up there, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you can't go back there, but it yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. Oh. Just like, we went that back there. Cool. It was pretty cool. Not to it, so it was pretty <laughs> cool. No, not yeah,
1: that great. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I mean, it was definitely Willy Wonka-esque. Yeah. So yeah, like, you yeah, want to
1: go there and do that. Like, we but... do
0: yoga in this room. In oh, this okay. Yeah. It's, it's You're sensory. And then in yeah. this room, yeah. it's like,
2: we have a gourmet chef. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's like, so weird because, like, their their branding is weird. Yes. Right? And, and like, for me, it's not, like, my personal style, but I appreciate, like, how cohesive it is. Sure. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. It all, all works together. together. Exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, the building's beautiful and obviously being in Stowe. And there there's something, like, I can't put my finger on where even the the beer it's you know it's well made even though maybe it's not like my favorite so there's like this great mm-hmm. appreciation for it uh, and yeah there's just something like I just want to go back there and see what's up it, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like whereas like you you go to like you know what's another like uh, like treehouse or something yeah. you can like just go in there and walk around and you're like oh this is cool and makes sense I get that I don't have to yeah. go again yeah. for a little while it's like Disney World yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know I th- yeah there's definitely something about um, yeah, it, you can't see behind the curtain thing.
0: Does right. it frustrate you though when they come into New Hampshire with Hetty Topper or uh, no, no,
1: and why,
2: and what?
1: Why didn't it frustrate you
2: that Hetty Topper came in New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. Did they? I actually don't even. I don't know. I thought they, they came in I like
0: mass. They came, right? they came they into to mass. The mass. Maybe it was they just a mass, mass thing. But like, yeah, was a, everyone was up in arms when. And I get yeah. it. It's just, they came in like during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, like if they came into New Hampshire
2: during the pandemic. No. How would you feel about that? Well, so I'm, I'm kind of like thinking back to like every time a brewery comes in. So the big thing was New Belgium, Fat Tire coming yeah. in. That was mm-hmm. like all the craze. Yeah. But then as soon as you can get it, then that curtain kind of gets pulled back a little bit. Yeah, And so I think there's... Um, like the cream the to the top, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that wasn't in a moment where businesses needed any dollar they could get, right? Oh, we're going back into
0: controversies now. I, yeah. I don't,
1: what do you I don't mean? You
2: think, you think the alchemists made a like a poor decision? Or? Well, I mean, they told I think they made a business decision. Yeah, they yeah, made a business that. decision,
1: decision yeah. right? And they, you know, they they told us um, they wouldn't go outside the state of Vermont. Oh, Okay. They would serve Vermont first and always Vermont, yeah. except for like Gillette Stadium, right?
2: Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know,
1: they said, no, we'll never do that because we want you guys to come here. Experience. Awesome. Right, right. I totally agree with that. But then when all these breweries, um, especially small businesses, just to, you know think of as a small business, they needed the extra cash yeah. because all of their tap room was gone, essentially. You know, a lot of the places where they were making the dough was... Um, you know, convenience stores, packy stores, et cetera, Which right. you're not getting 100 percent of that cut if right. you're not self-distro, right? And then you have someone like that come through, and you know that pretty much everyone's gonna go get that beer, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's the hype. You know, why wouldn't you? Right? You know, now I don't have to drive to Vermont. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, for the alchemists, obviously they must have taken a hit. If Makes they had sense. To change, you know, right? their thing, but. I mean, they also have to take care of their people and, you know, I, you know, I feel like (laughs) the biggest stress of my job is making sure I'm paying payroll and, you know, I'm keeping people employed (laughs) because... You know, I'm sure the alchemist is the same way, where yeah. it's like you got this little yeah. family of people, and people have yeah. kids, and they're married, and they got car payments, and they're relying on you. I don't they agree with anything I just said, oh, okay. but yeah, I was yeah.
1: being like the devil's advocate, right? Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So,
2: uh, you know, I think people are just doing what they have to do, and um, you know, things like that happen all the time in business, though. Like, yeah, he, you know, he, he thirsty moose yeah. opened up down the hill, you know, yeah. literally, and, and so <laughs> it's like that doesn't help. You know the tap room and a you know right yeah. eighty tap beer bar, then has TV and a full kitchen. You know opens up yeah. down the road yeah. that happens to be their busiest store or uh, restaurant. Same. And so, but it you know it forces you to be a little bit better uh, at what you're doing. So um, yeah. you know it's just the name of the game. And uh, no, I don't I don't really blame anyone for doing that. And. No. You know, you just got to make better stuff, I guess. Yeah. You need to be better. You need to be better. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cool. So, you need to be better. Moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Always getting better.
0: Yeah. So we want our listeners to come here. Here. The, the tap room. Yeah. This place. This Not place. The right here. Yeah. 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 Oh, come on. No, you can
2: no, go. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, yeah, said yeah. there don't want there. I don't want okay. to yeah, generalize yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go both places. Come here first Yeah come here, here, yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Find something you like Where are you physically located? Uh Physically located 31 Columbia Circle Merrimack, New Hampshire
0: You're the only brewery In Merrimack, right? Uh
2: Anheuser-Busch well, So yeah, that Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah I, You yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. people getting confused yeah, Like AD, Yeah, I own a brewery yeah. in Merrimack They're Like Anheuser-Busch? Yeah, you should be Yeah, make yeah. Make yep. That's yeah. nice yes. Yes. yes I'm August 4th of Bush You want
0: to ride one of the Clydesdales? Yeah
2: Exactly yeah, so... Um, you yeah. guys going to
0: collab with them anytime soon?
2: I wish. They're, they've are they actually been great. I mean, they've, they've, like, sold us hops before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. in a pinch. I'm like, that's hey, awesome. I need, like, 100 pounds of Galaxy. And they're like, yeah, sure, come on down.
0: What are they using Galaxy for over there?
2: Oh, they're making a ton of stuff now. They, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, they are put they in... Are contracting for other places? No, they, they
1: own a shit. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I think yeah, they, they, make like, they do. Sp-
2: what? Space dust or zombie something, or yeah, true. Oh, uh, for uh, yeah, yeah. metric metric yeah, yeah.
1: ton as uh,
2: yeah. The, yeah. the specific term, they're doing like Blue Point down there, Goose Island. Now. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so they're using Galaxy.
1: Yeah. I don't know, like, where they brew all those things. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they probably
2: just picked it off their farm, like, yeah, we just have it, we don't even yeah. use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: we bought it to actually raise yeah. the price. the smaller brewers yeah, we're, <laughs> the, right. yeah. Yeah. we're the, the beers of Galaxy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we want people to come to the tap room um and enjoy what you guys are doing. I think you're open 7 days a week? 7 days a
1: week? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so. crazy.
2: Yeah, well, you know, crazy Mondays cool. you can't close on Monday night football and then right. Sundays it's yeah. And yeah. then uh I mean, we're here all day anyway, delivering beer or making beer, so yeah. it's easy just to have someone jump on and Are you turning double double uh, brew days? Like are you
1: are You brewing every day?
2: Yeah. Uh no.
1: no. We're not. Good. Yeah, so yeah.
2: yeah, we try to still have fun. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we don't do the two shifts. Uh, but we'll we'll brew three to four days a week and then um, Clean just the package, no, you know, yeah, yeah. Monday and Friday and Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do.
0: Well thank you for doing this today. Yeah. This thanks evening. for uh, making the trip. No problem. No, appreciate no. it, no problem. Well, this concludes our New Hampshire trips.
2: <laughs> Until next time.
0: Until next time. I love New Hampshire. We're coming yeah. back. It's not oh, like we'll concluding. Be back.
2: Yeah. We'll
1: always be back.
0: We live Ryan and I live closer to New Hampshire than we do to Boston so we're definitely <laughs> so, being Yeah. Good. Yeah. And you do too actually. Yeah, I yeah. kind of do actually. Yeah. Cool. Well,
2: Great. thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.